episode 33 of the Free Your Mind podcast with me, James Farrelly. I've finally decided that it might be a good idea to put my name in here somewhere because everyone pronounces it wrong. So here we are. So it's with me, James Farrelly, not Farrelly, not Farley, not Faraday, not Farrell, not Valerie. Uh, <laughs> none of those, right? Farrelly. Um, today I want to talk to you about happiness because... I just recorded the video and then I realized it might be a good podcast about the three things that I see create happiness, right? How to be happy is it's a question we're probably going to spend the rest of our life figuring out. Uh, and it changes, you know, what makes us happy changes. What makes us happy at 20 is different to 30, different to 40, different to, you know, whatever. So it will change. It does change or it seems to change, right? However, underneath it, you might find that it doesn't change. So I want to explore that with you, the, the three things that, that make up happiness, because I think it, it's huge. I've been doing this for, I've been doing some form of coaching for about 11 years, uh, which is nuts, actually. I should be a billionaire by now, and I should have changed the world, but <laughs> apparently these things take time. So here we are. But number one, let's just jump straight in, right? Number one is how well do you know yourself? Now... This is obviously a question that may not make sense or it may make some sense. And if you've listened to my stuff before, you know, you'll probably have a deeper kind of thought process around this. But how well do you know yourself? So people come to me and they don't know who they are. They don't know what matters to them. They don't know what's important to them. They don't know what's meaningful to them. They don't know if there's something wrong with them, what the issue is, why they feel the way they do, why they think the way they do. Is it okay to want this? Is it not okay to want that? Why do I not enjoy this? Why do I enjoy that? My wife says this. My parents say that. Society tells me this. I should be doing that. I shouldn't be doing this. There's this negative judgment around who they should be, what they should be doing, how they should be coping, how they should be feeling, what they should be living you know the the how they should be spending their time and we just have just so many layers of conditioning of and you go on things like instagram you go on things like facebook you open up books you turn on netflix or gaia is that what it's called the uh i don't know if that's what it's called it's like the netflix of uh i've not really watched it to be honest but there are people everywhere telling us how to live Telling us that you should hustle and then other people telling you you shouldn't. Telling you you should let go and let God, you know, let it flow through you. And other people telling you if you want to make it happen, you have to make it happen. You know, there's everyone is giving their opinion. You know what your problem is, James? Blah, 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 blah. You know what you should do, James? Blah, 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 blah. Everyone just throwing their unqualified, unsolicited advice around. And to be honest, I see it a lot in the coaching industry. It causes me pain. But... The amount of people that are like masquerading around, parading around like they know shit when they don't. <laughs> there are people that have tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of followers. And honestly, I read their stuff and I think this is utter bollocks, utter bollocks. And people lap it up because of the certainty that that person presents it with, right? Because because they have the, um, you know, the they create the perception that they know what they're talking about. People that are doubting themselves and don't know themselves, right? Then look to other people that seem like they got it all figured out. And then we go, right, let me borrow your answers. Let me listen to you. You're right. I'm wrong. And that all comes from a place of us not knowing who we are. You know, if you are introverted and you don't know that about yourself, 
I had this. You know, why do I, why do people get on my nerves after a period of time? Why do I basically have one best friend my whole life and loads of acquaintances and mates and half of which I don't want to spend any time with or, you know, 10 minutes is enough. You know, why do I go to the barbers and I just think, don't fucking ask me any questions. Please just let me sit in silence. You know, why do I go to a party? Love it. I feel I'm the life and soul. I'm being the clown. I was always the class clown. You know, I'm messing around. I'm talking. I'm, you know, like this chameleon, this social butterfly. But then I go into the true story this is. Then I go into the house because this is a house party that's coming to mind. And I go and sit and have a shit. And I stay there for about 40 minutes because I've had enough now. It's like I, I'm, I've done all of that. And now my battery is depleted and I need to go and recharge. I need to just sit in silence. Everyone just fuck off and leave me alone. Sometimes I just want the world to just fuck off and leave me alone. I need everything to go away. Everyone and everything go away. And nature really helps me. I just want to go stand and stare at a tree because the tree doesn't talk some bollocks to me. It doesn't ask me questions. It doesn't get in the way. <laughs> now, I didn't know this about myself as an example, right? There are many examples. So I would judge myself on this. What's wrong with me? Why don't I want to go to the pub? Why do I not want to go out and drink? Why do I, you know, go not find these people interesting, but find these people interesting? Why do I want to always have deep conversations? Why do I find most surface level conversations boring? Why am I not out with all my friends? Why am I not have all these, you know, why do I find it difficult to reply if even, if even, you know, if even free friends message me, it's like, I feel overwhelmed and I might not reply to them for about six months. <laughs> Sorry for the late reply, mate. It's not because I don't, you know, love you, like you. I've just been busy. It's a lie. It's like my brain just goes, oh, I don't know what to do with all of this information. That's one example. Some people are extroverted. So how I recharge is time on my own, time to myself. Even sometimes sat outside a coffee shop just in silence, just watching the world go around or getting in a hammock and taking it into the woods and sit. I used to keep this secret because I was embarrassed by it because I thought it was weird. I didn't think that was normal. Meanwhile, Jenna, as an example, she's extroverted. Turns out that when she's stressed, when she's had a hard day, when she needs to recharge, she likes to go to the pub. She likes to see her friends. She replenishes. So if me and her go to a barbecue, she gets filled up. I get depleted. She wants to stay longer. I want to leave. <laughs> so I just say, I'll tell you what, I'll take the kids home. You stay here, get an Uber back. She's happy. I'm happy. Job done. But I can't do all of that if I don't know who I am. If I don't know my tendencies, my values, my desires, my dreams, my aspirations, my quirks, my strengths, my weaknesses. I have many weaknesses. I have many strengths. The more I know them, the better I'm able to protect against the weaknesses and, and utilize my strengths. I can turn on a mic, turn on a camera, not have a clue what I'm going to say and somehow say stuff that people love listening to. I don't know how. But seeing as that's a strength of mine, I may as well use it. Now, if someone's not good at this, don't do it. You know, if you now all message me and say, James, I'd really love you to present some slides and some uh, data and some um, double blind studies to prove everything you're saying is true. Oh, fuck that. It's not going to happen. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> so there's no point, right? But it's not just knowing that. It's also knowing, you know, what do I value? How do I want to be as a parent? What's important to me to teach my kids? What's important to me as a husband? What's important to me as the work I do, the job I do? What, how do I want to live my life? How do I like living my life? What do I, 
And it's, and it's that questioning, it's that self-inquiry, it's going within, because we always look to everyone else. We've been conditioned that way. Look to the government, look to the news, look to our parents, look to our teachers, look to the rule book, go on Google, how am I supposed to live, you know? What am I supposed to do as a dad? Is it okay if I X, Y, and Z? Because we're so not used to getting to know ourselves, And that getting to know ourselves, by the way, is an ongoing journey that never seems to end. It's a beautiful journey. It's addictive, it's fascinating, it's freeing, it's liberating. It never seems to end. Because part of getting to know ourselves is getting to know ourselves beyond the conditioning, behind the thinking. Who are we really? You know, who are we on a soul level? Who are we on a psychological level? Who are we on a physiological level? There's so many aspects to getting to know ourselves, but that journey is so rewarding. That really is what I'm up to all of the time. A lot of my clients won't even know this necessarily, that that's part of our process. They will now, because I'm telling you, but, and they'll be listening. But that's always the first part, which is why they'll say, James, is that okay? I say, I don't know. Is it okay? And they're like, well, I guess so. And it's like, okay, and then we'll explore that, because... My answer isn't your answer. My truth isn't your truth. If you are an introvert, you're going, oh my God, James, you've just said stuff that I've never heard anyone else say. And on some level, that helps you to know yourself or it helps you to validate yourself or feel okay. Well, James is similar to me, so that must be okay. I thought I was fucked up and now I'm just thinking maybe I'm an introvert. That is an example of getting to know yourself. Every time you get an insight, every time you get a penny drop moment, every time something feels true for you, that on some level is deepening your understanding of who you are. Of course, we can get that wrong. Well, James said, I'm an introvert, so I must be. You know, you're already off track. It's James has said something about introversion. How do I feel about that? Does that sound true to me? Does that feel true to me? Does that make sense to me? Try it on. What does that mean for me? What would that mean for me? It has to be a, curi a curious, a curious. I don't know what that means. It has to be... <laughs> has to come from curiosity self-compassion self-love and curiosity that that is something people fall over by the way because they already hate themselves or at what i was my book that i still haven't published <laughs> one day is um winning the war within and i think as you all know by now it's because i was at war with myself i didn't think it was okay to feel the way i did all the answers i'd come up with just pointed to me being messed up fucked up damaged from childhood traumatized you know i felt like a different creature i felt like an outsider i felt like that made me wrong made me different made me weird made me as opposed to, and that felt like a negative as opposed to getting to know those aspects of myself i guess this is why it's useful like in my mastermind, for example, when you get everyone together that are of a similar nature, because it's like, these guys here totally get it. It's like, oh my God, who knew, kind of thing. But anyway, so how well do you know yourself is number one. Because you will be doubting yourself. You'll be shaming yourself. You'll be at war with yourself. You will be questioning yourself when your wife says something, your husband says something, your staff member says something, your director says something, your whatever it is you do right someone says that you do this or you shouldn't do that or you made me feel this or why do you do that or and it's like we question ourselves, which is a pro because if you're questioning yourself i mean those questions can lead to personal development which is why you're listening which means you can get better which is epic as opposed to not questioning yourself because if you have that fixed mindset well this is who i am 
that no one changes, well, then in which case you're always going to be a dick and stressed and miserable and unhappy and <laughs> and you'll keep blaming the rest of the world and being a victim, which, you know, great, but not really the best way of living, in my opinion. So the fact that you're questioning yourself is awesome, but we get to take that. My wife says I am lack compassion. Is that true? Is that something about me? We get to explore and we get to find out the answers for ourselves on this never-ending evolutionary self-exploration where you just you just get back to the the purer nature of who you actually are the true nature of who you are that's so important most people don't know who they are they don't know how the brain functions they don't know what thinking is they don't know the nature of thought they don't know stress response the way their brain operates the nervous system why they think what they do feel the way they do do the things they do and how to change it they don't even know the basic operating system of being human, and nor did I, by the way, because no one taught me. School doesn't talk about it. The media doesn't talk about it. Newspapers don't talk about it. Like, schools are pretty uh, primitive. Uh, A lot of humans are still primitive. You're probably still primitive, because I'm sure I am in some aspects as well, right? Because that's how we've been kind of brought up. I know it can go the other way, which this woke culture sounds like people are misinterpreting that as well that the way we're going is because of this conversation it's not these people have just misunderstood the conversation entirely they're just as far wrong as what being basically a a primitive gorilla uh is but anyway let's not get into that that's a conversation for another day coming from that place of curiosity coming from that place of compassion dropping into that place of kind of love and 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 that actually feeds you know if this is if this is step one step one b would be how well do you love that aspect of yourself right how much do you love being an introvert or an extrovert or how much do you love being a deep thinker or not how much do you love that you need time to recharge or not how much do you love that you can get you know, so much done in one day and then crash and burn the next day. And, you know, how much do you, the good, the bad, the light, the dark, how much can you fall in love with your experience, even your dysfunctional patterns that show up in relationships or the anger that shows up from time to time, right? How much can you fall in love with yourself in your entirety? How much can you accept all of those aspects of yourself? Because a little hint for you is self-acceptance, self-love is the quickest way to change these things the more we try and change them the less they change what you resist persists the more we fight ourselves the less transformation seems to happen the more we seem to go do you know what i can fall in love with that part of myself there's a gift to that there's a light to that i'm okay with that this is who i am and i'm okay with that you'll find that actually those negative behaviors then drop away and you're like okay (laughs) it's like this sick game you know this uh this complete contradiction this paradox of being human where the more we accept who we are the better we seem to become the more we accept the situation the easier it seems to be to change it the more we fight it the harder it is and the more we fight ourselves the less changes weird anyway so number two is authenticity now that you know who you are or you're getting to know who you are on a daily basis right how much can you be yourself How much can you show up as that version of you in relationships, in friendships, in life, on video, at work, in your business, in every moment? How much can you express 
your truth in some ways. I know that phrase has become a bit cliche, but how much can you express your truth? This is who I am. And I'm okay with that, you know, and be that without, because we put on a mask, don't we? We put on a facade, we put on a mask, we hide, we present the world, this shiny exterior, and then behind the scenes, we have these areas of ourselves that we feel shame and blame and self-doubt and criticism. And, and we try and hide those aspects, you know? You go on holiday, your kids are screaming, you feel like, what a waste of money this has been. Absolute waste of money. I've spent thousands to just come and have a miserable experience. But let's put on Instagram this amazing view and my kids smiling, you know? That's what we do, we present. So I'm not saying necessarily to, telling you what you should or shouldn't do, right? I'm just saying, can you be yourself? You don't wanna post on social media, don't do it. You love posting on social media, do it. You really, value plants and actually you read about them every second of every day great you know then be that own that be that fully talk about it and if people don't listen fuck them you know maybe they're not interested that doesn't matter but can you be who you are can you show up as who you are can you bring that best self whatever your version of that is can you bring that into your life right now how this would look in a practical sense and i know i've told this story before but it's even small things. Like I remember a really big, like a big transformational kind of moment for me was when you know I used to kind of feel the pressure from from men to go to the pub and drink beer and blah blah blah. And I'd go, oh yeah, 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 and I'd pretend I'm drinking when I wasn't, or I'd say, yeah, I'd love to come out, and oh, when when are you going out Friday? Yeah, all right, I might be able to, but it depends if I've got the kids or not. I had no intention of going. I hate the pub, it's shit. I hate drinking. I find it tastes like piss. The more you drink, the worse it gets. The hangover lasts for weeks and I feel depressed and miserable. It completely corrupts my values of health and happiness and being the best version of myself because when I'm hungover, I become miserable. I don't want to talk. I become a crap dad. I hate all of it. I don't do any of it. So a really big moment for me was when someone was saying, oh yeah, you should come out more often. Oh, I didn't know you was this fun and blah, blah, blah. You know, And I said, I don't really enjoy it, to be honest. It's not, you know, occasionally one night out a year and I'm good, you know. I'd rather climb a mountain. I'd rather kayak. I'd rather sit and have a deep conversation about what it means to be human. I'd rather sit and read a book. I'd rather play football, watch football, um, look at some amazing views, climb a tree, go out with the kids, uh, I mean, there are many things. There are, there are many things I'm interested in. Many things. But going to the pub and talking about tits and fannies and, you know, kicking someone's barstool out from underneath them so they land on their back and hurt their back. I just, I just feel like, is, is this what life's about? That's just not one of them, right? Now, you may feel judged if you love that shit. If you was to perceive me as being judgmental, I'm not. I'm just saying I don't like that shit. You may love that shit. That's beautiful. If you say I love the pub, James, there's so much banter. I feel at one with all my friends. I love the conversation. My mind, you know, just tunes out of life and we just have such fun and we reminisce. Great, I'm sold on it. You've convinced me that that's an awesome thing to do for you. Not for me though. Still, I'm still not convinced. Like for me personally. And that's the point, right? You may love playing snooker. And if you explore why the silence is quiet, you know, you're mindful and, you know, and then you might have a memory. I used to play with my dad and blah, 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 whatever it is, right? 
still doesn't mean I need to play or I give a shit about whether snooker's good or not. You know, it's, 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 it's up to perception. It's up to you. It's up to your authenticity. What do you care about? What's meaningful to you? Some people don't really love being a dad. Okay. And they just do the best they can based on that. Great. You know, and they can explore that and we can work out where's that coming from? Is it because they're stressed? Is it because they're lacking presence? Is it because it's not important to them? But there's no right or wrong here. It's you get to know yourself, your values, what makes you feel alive, what makes you feel passionate, what makes you excited, what makes you feel drawn to it. You know, it can be anything. So how much are you being authentic? How much are you being true to yourself? Without judgment, without judging yourself, without even defending it, you know? I don't need to defend the fact that I love to have deep conversations and not everyone loves. Some people are like, oh, James, do you ever shut up talking? And bloody everything's so deep with you. You've got so much to say. You know, how can you talk for half an hour about bloody authenticity or about, that's just who I am. And I don't need to defend that. And I don't need to convince anyone that that's the a way to be. It's just, this is my experience of being alive. This is what makes me feel good. Join me or don't. Have a conversation or don't. Be near me or don't. It doesn't matter, right? <laughs> so what? Anyway, I think I've probably made the point on that one. Now, again, authenticity is an ongoing experience as well, by the way. It's like, am I more authentic now than I used to be? Yeah, it's an ongoing process. Am I more comfortable on video now than I used to be? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a practice, it's an ongoing process. Am I more honest now? I was talking to a client about lying the other day and how we lie to save face or protect ourselves or to not be judged. Am I more honest now than I've ever been? Yeah, absolutely. Do I know who I am more? Yeah, it's an ongoing process. It's an ongoing process that never seems to end. And again, some of it's skill-based as well. Am I better at communication now than I used to be? Can I explain my ideas better now than I used to be able to? Can I come up with more stories, metaphors, examples, client stories to prove my point or make my point or, yeah. So even the act of being authentic is, is it's an ongoing process where again, go back to step one, I have to know myself, then I have to, you know, demonstrate that in the world allow that to flow through me in in physical form through words through actions through experiences and that just keeps happening by the way it's like know myself authenticity know myself authenticity it's just this constant cycle and sometimes i change my mind i used to love this i don't anymore you know i used to love music and um you know, festival, I still do on some level, it just it just doesn't fit with my values anymore, but things change. I used to, you know, want a Lamborghini, don't really care so much anymore, you know, things change, what matters to us change. I'm actually getting rid of my car, which is, you know, a bit kind of flashy, look at me, look how great I am, and getting something more practical that is so mediocre you wouldn't even notice it drive past. It's just because I've changed. It doesn't, it's not right, wrong, good, bad, it's just, that's my new phase of authenticity. You know, back then, the, the the part that was aligned to me was I love cars and look how great my car is and I love the look of it. Now it's like, it doesn't matter to me so much in this moment. Ask me next year, ask me five years from now, it may change, right? Who cares? So it's always an ongoing process, that's my point. And actually, I've covered point three, kind of seeded throughout this, which is actually our expression in the world you know how much is our life aligned to who we are and what we are and our expression of authenticity is in us being 
that you, you being the you that you most want to be, is our life aligned to that? So I see this with clients sometimes. They fall in love with their business because it's everything. They, they fall in love with it more, even deeper. They love it. Now they know why they love it. They knew they loved it, but now they know why they love it. They knew they loved aspects, but now they know why they love those aspects. They love these aspects, but hated these parts. They couldn't figure it out. Now they know themselves. They can then rejig the business and go, right, I'm going to employ someone here. I'm going to get someone here. I'm going to do that because I want to be here. This is my zone. That isn't. And they can shape their life around it. Or others go, do you know what? I hate the business. I knew I hated the business. Now I know why I hate the business. And I'm doing something different. I've had clients that are leaving their job to become a coach because this has always been meaningful to them but they were always too afraid and scared to do it and now they're not you know it can be anything starting side businesses getting a job it can be new house moving i don't value being in the city anymore and and actually i've realized that based on who i am and what i am and my expression of myself i want to move to the whatever it is right so it's creating a life of meaning there's a quote actually let me find it you're gonna have to wait you're just gonna have to sit and Listen to some silence or stare at my face whilst I find this. So there's a quote. I, I screenshot stuff that's good. Because there is some good stuff out there, by the way. He said, The immature man is only able to experience freedom in the absence of commitments. This is a whole new podcast episode, actually. I'll talk about this in more detail next time. The mature man finds ultimate freedom through his undying commitment to what he values most. And I really like that because a lot of people when they're stressed, they think they want a simple life. They want to get rid of everything, everything shit. And they want to basically win the lottery and sit in this room in silence. And they think that that's going to bring them happiness. I've had clients sell their businesses thinking it's going to make them happy. I've had clients telling me once there's a million in their bank. I can't even tell you how many times this has happened. How many, uh, it's at least seven that have hit that million in their personal account, you know, after tax, there's a million, they send me a screenshot and they're like, doesn't feel what I thought it would. <laughs> um, because freedom and, and happiness, if we're on that subject, doesn't necessarily come from, you know, freedom from all these commitments. You know, if we go back to the quote, it's not the, uh, the absence of commitments. To me, happiness or freedom in this case is is an undying commitment to what we value most. It's it's being able to choose. I go to the gym because I love the gym. You know, I do these videos because I love these videos. I do these podcasts. I love these podcasts. I do the work I do because I love the work I do. I also, at some stage, you know, go make some scrambled egg and go sit on the sofa and watch TV or go get in a hammock or sit in the garden or you know, it's 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 living a life that matters to us, that's meaningful to us. Often I found that that does involve helping other people in some way, whether that's mentoring or advice or coaching or our kids or our wife or our friends. Giving back in some way seems to be a, an important ingredient of this as well, which I think fits in with point number three is essentially creating a world, creating a life, doing work, living a life that, that fits our values. So, you know, why do I get up at, Half five. I don't have calls on a Monday anymore. Usually, unless I have to. I don't have to get up at half five. I can lay in bed all day if I want. I literally could stay in bed all day. All day. I could stay in bed. I could eat 15 kebabs. and I mean, the world is my oyster in that moment. But I still get up at half five. I still go to the gym. I still train hard. I still come home. I still do videos. I still write. I still... 
because those are the things that make me feel alive. Those are the things that I've worked out over all these years are the things that I most love. Why do I read? Because I love it. Why do I? You get the point, right? Anyway, I'm waffling. I think you understand. Um, final point is if this is a conversation you want to be in, if this is a conversation you want to explore, I've been working hard behind the scenes. I'm always working behind the scenes on something always takes me longer than I expect to and self-doubt comes up and self-criticism and sometimes I talk myself out of it uh, just like everyone else, right? There's the, the behind the scenes for me. Um, other times not, some things come easy, some things don't. But So the superhuman masterminds you've probably seen, you've probably seen for years now. Uh, I don't do a great job of promoting it. Um, I will try to be better. You know, you can hold me accountable to that. <laughs> because uh when i'm on it clients say to me your face is everywhere i can't get away from it so yeah i'm in the zone um so yeah anyway i've kind of thrown myself with that but so superhuman mastermind if you're interested if you go on my website it's jamesfarrelly.com which is f-a-r-r-e-l-l-y.com uh you'll see it on there anyway superhuman uh i've spent weeks just I've been writing, you know, trying to capture the essence of what is this about? What is this work that I do? Why does it, why is it so transformational? Why do I seem to get such amazing results with clients? Why do people come to me after having therapy and counseling and reading all the books and going to the retreats and doing the ayahuasca? Why, why do they get results from me, you know, or from this program or, or from this conversation uh, and trying to distill, you know, what is the point of this? Why does it work? How does it work? So if you're interested, go read that. It's probably, the, according to my wife, it's the best thing I've ever written. So I don't know if she's my biggest fan or whether there's truth in that. You can be the judge. Uh, and there are new options now. I'm trying to make this accessible to, you know, there are various levels. There are free packages, essentially. So even if you aren't in a great position financially, there's something there for you. There's no excuse or no reason why you can't get incredible results. And then if money is something you're interested in, you'll probably make more money and then you can pay me more money and then we can work together on a bigger capacity, which is cool. But there's also, you know, different tiers. So depending on where you're at in your life, you can you can see what fits you. Some people love the group calls and the community aspect, which is I've actually come to see is really important. And that's what they want. Or they want the events where we meet once a quarter and you build these deep, meaningful relationships with people like me, people like us, I guess. Uh, I say I guess because I don't actually know who you are currently listening to this unless I do. So go have a look. Even if it's just out of curiosity or even if it's just a favour to me actually, if you've enjoyed these podcasts and you think, yeah, all right, James, I'm going to give you something back, go read the page and let me know. What did you feel? What did you think? What, did you have any questions? Was it clear? You know, Did it make you want to join the conversation or not? Because all the feedback's really awesome. Because if you're listening to this, you are exactly the person that I love to work with you know and I admittedly have been playing the, I guess you could say I've been playing this quite small I've, 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 I've been very comfortable as a behind the scenes kind of guy for a long time you don't really see much on social media you don't necessarily see a lot on Instagram I don't really shout about anything I don't have all the followers I don't have all the subscribers just been very comfortable to do my work behind the scenes, you know, with my clients, year, year in, year out, you know, calendar fall, bank account, great, or well, not great, I mean, 
could always be better. Uh, <laughs> it's always room for more, right? More money to give more away, to do more charitable things, to go on more adventures. But very comfortable and very comfortable and very happy to be having that experience. Now, you could say I've been playing small. I personally would say that's probably true for me. Uh, although you could argue, and this also feels slightly true for me as well, um, that I've just wanted to just keep building my skills and my ability and honing my craft and really just, you know, a lot of people are basically, you see these marketers, I know I'm waffling a bit, but these marketers, you know, how to create a six-figure business how to create a six-figure coaching business even if you've never had clients or have no experience. It's like, great, that's what the world needs. Some shit inexperienced coaches. And I know you've got to start somewhere, and that's cool. Uh, and, I, and I suppose I didn't want to contribute. I've been mugged off a lot. I paid money for programs that were a total rip-off, you know, where it was the blind leading the blind. You know, the, the phrase, uh, in the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. And that felt true to me. I was blind. So, you know, this partially sighted man seemed like, oh, he knows everything. And as I've evolved and grown over time, I realized this person knew absolutely fuck all. I didn't want to contribute to that, you know. It's like, to me, the most important thing was be so good that people can't ignore you. Be so good that people listen to your stuff. Be so good that your clients never leave. They want to carry on and they refer everyone and they sign the rest of their family up. That's been my drive. Be fucking good at this. Um, which can be a trap because, you know, the imposter in me or in you or in us can tell us that it's never enough. But I have arrived at a point where it's like, yeah, the, the superhuman mastermind's been running for a couple of years now behind the scenes and getting great results. It's about time I now put this out and helped more people. So anyway, that, that's where I'm at. I obviously share my experience with you guys. I kind of... You know, always share where I'm at emotionally, physically, whatever. That's where I'm at in terms of this business, in terms of, um, and if you're still listening and you care about why I do this, this has always been the vision for me. You know, working one-to-one is limited. Um, the vision for me has always been to create something that's much bigger, to create something that ripples out. It's already happening. My clients, are some of them are becoming coaches or they're coaching people just for free on the side of running their businesses or their wives are impacted, their kids are impacted, their staff are impacted. You know, there's this kind of outward kind of rippling of of uh, transformation and I want to go bigger and I want to keep going bigger and I want to touch, you know, as many people's lives as possible and hit as many people as possible with this. And, and it's not even about me. It's not like, you know, some cult. Uh, <laughs> It's just waking people up to themselves. It's taking people on the journey within themselves because from that place, good shit happens for them and in their lives. And that's what this is about, essentially. So anyway, I'll put the link somewhere. I will stop talking. Pleasure as always. Uh, I think the next podcast episode, if I've got this right, will be a interview. So look out for that one. Anyway, I appreciate you being here. I appreciate you listening. Check out the page. Give me feedback. Let me know where you're at. Hope you've taken something from this today because uh, I've enjoyed it. I know it's a kind of bit rambling in places, but as you know, it's the, the intention is to get you to listen for what sounds true for you, what 
makes sense to you, what lands for you. And as you will know by now, if you've listened for any length of time, those insights can stick with you a day later, three days later. You forget what the podcast was even about, but one sentence just keeps replaying. Or you write one sentence down. I've had people just write a question and stick it on their dashboard or trust that you will hear what you need to hear and you will do what you need to do. Anyway, I'm going to stop talking. Pleasure as always. Have a good one. I'll speak to you soon.